0: The job. The stress. Uh,
1: it's 10 4, kilo 23, we are, there is an active shooter working at Douglas, multiple gunshots are being fired.
2: Politics. Politics pressure. Get
1: out here, we got a guy with a long rifle, we don't know where the hell he's at. Fear,
2: Fear. Survival.
3: Control 765, I need the radio for a minute. Be advised, we are taking fire from a very high floor, we believe it's possibly coming from the Mandalay Bay.
2: And we get it and we have
1: to do better the truth behind the badge presented by the team south florida law enforcement charity
2: i was so fired up today that knowing my respect for both of you i was just going to say you both run with it and let me (laughs) sit back and i started writing a couple of notes and next thing you know i have a whole big outline there's just a lot of stuff to cover Uh, Before we get started, why don't I give you both a minute or two, just introduce yourselves real quick. Go ahead, you go first.
1: (laughs) Hey, I'm Andrew Baxter. I've worked worked for about 29 years here in uh, Hillsborough County, Florida, which is uh, the county seat of Tampa, or Tampa's the county seat. But at any rate, rather large agency here, about 3,500 people. Uh, I started my career as a dispatcher. I, I did that for about two and a half years. And finally made it out out onto the street and then interestingly enough about 25 years later uh, I went back to run the comm center for a year as a lieutenant Um, so I've got some uh, unique experiences as far as that's concerned but um, I uh, (laughs) made it an entire pandemic out on the street uh, without touching COVID and then retired and a month later I'm sitting here (laughs) battling COVID right now so (laughs) <laughs> but I'm fine. Everything is good. Uh, you know, good Lord willing. And, um, but that's, that's pretty much me. I, I live here in Tampa and just, uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm
2: glad to finally talk to you, Bridge. Absolutely. Same here. Angel.
3: So, uh, I'm Angel Masonette. I'm a retired NYPD detective. Uh, I did 22 years, six months and one day on the NYPD. Uh, I did, uh, 12 years on patrol in the 48th precinct in the Bronx did a little anti-crime in between. Uh, I got promoted to detective. I got sent up to the detective squad in 2004, Uh, worked homicides, sex crimes, robberies, all sorts of stuff Uh, until 07, where I was uh, detailed out to the Joint Terrorism Task Force with the FBI, and I worked my last seven years with the uh, JTTF, and uh, my team, our claim to fame was we were responsible for foiling Osama bin Laden's last plot against the united states before he was killed it was a coordinated subway suicide bombing that was supposed to happen on the anniversary of 9 11 in 2009 so and here i am
2: oh yeah well god bless i am Thank uh you. I have both of you i myself am basically a 15-year rookie compared to you guys <laughs> let's get into this about chicago first thing first i just want to clear up some rumors so the second officer's condition, the male officer, there's been stuff circulating back and forth, a lot of reliable information from reliable people. I just want to put this out there. We don't know right now. We're going to leave it like that. Let's continue praying for the officer. He's in bad shape, but we don't have another a confirmed update. So that is what I would like us to convey tonight. So let's keep him in our thoughts. That's that, Sorry. Amen. Of coin. Second side of the coin is Officer Ella French. A lot of information circulating about her having a two-month child and just coming back. Superintendent David Brown confirmed she was not married and did not have any children. A lot of rumors take place. A lot of information takes place. A lot of things happen quickly. And we, we were guilty of it ourselves because we started seeing a lot of reliable organizations and people put out this information. So I don't want to call anybody out, but I'm gonna call somebody out over here. Administration and staff can quickly prevent rumors. If you put out a statement and you, you get into a little bit, you don't have this stuff happening. So mm. that's that's the rumor control. Piggybacking off of the rumor control, I just want to touch on fundraising because our inbox has been getting blown up with people asking about donating money. It's great. It's really, really appreciative. It's nice that people want to donate. I just put out the post. I had a training officer from Chicago PD reach out and said, Rich, please share tonight with you, the people that watch. There are scams right now. There are people setting up fundraisers trying to scam people that have nothing to do with the families, nothing to do with the officers or anything. So with that said, I can tell you I can personally attest to Chicago FOP and Brotherhood for the Fallen. I was out there uh, three years ago for another one of their officers that got killed. And I can tell you firsthand, I saw both organizations raising money and supporting families. So I don't know about the two of you, but Team South Florida's stance is we're not going to set up any GoFundMes and we're not going to recommend any fundraisers until we hear from one of those organizations. Um, I, I know I'm rambling. So no, I... go
3: ahead. No, you're,
2: you're right. No, you're right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, so that's the rumor control. That's the the fundraising update. Uh, I'd like to touch on this press release and hear what you gentlemen have to say about it. So, for those that didn't see, I'm just going to read this real quick. The Chicago Police Department put out a preliminary statement on the police-involved shooting. They said on Saturday, August seven, 2021, at approximately 9:08 p.m. Community safety team officers conducted a traffic stop when shots were fired at them, striking a female officer and a male officer. Both officers were transported to an area hospital where the female officer succumbed to her injuries. The male officer is listed in critical condition. Two offenders were placed in custody and a weapon was recovered. One offender was struck by gunfire and taken to Christ Hospital in stable condition. The search for a third offender continues. I will update that by saying that all three suspects are in custody had that statement stopped right there, I would be thrilled and I would be good with it. Here's where I'm gonna continue on and then I'm gonna shut my mouth and hear what you both have to say. This part just pissed me off this morning. So the statement continues, currently the specifics of this incident, including the comprehensive use of force investigation are being investigated by the civilian office of police accountability with the full cooperation of the Chicago police department. The officers involved will be placed on routine administrative duties for a period of 30 days. This matter remains under investigation and all further inquiries can be directed to the civilian office of police accountability. Okay.
3: Angel. Um, Ella, Ella French is not going to be on administrative leave, right? She's deceased. God rest her soul. Um, Civilian, police accountability board, whatever the hell that is. Um, listen, it's, it's, there was a gun recovered at the scene. You have a police officer who was killed. You have another police officer who was shot in the head, um, uh, who, who likely lost his eye and, and probably worse. Again, I don't want to start crazy rumors. Um, it, it's disgusting to me. It has to be, when, when you are in the administration Right. When you're in the upper echelon and, uh, you know, there comes a time where the politics and the bullshit stops and you say to yourself, hey, listen, our cops are one of our cops is, is dead. Another one is severely critically injured. The the perps are in custody. There's one outstanding. Pray pray for us. And that's it. There's no. And and I, I think they took this stance at the hospital like we did um, in 2014 when detectives Ramos and uh, Lou were assassinated in December of 2014. Uh, No mayor at the hospital, Uh, keep her out of it. Do not allow her to stand next to you at a podium because she has blood on her hands. And I don't, listen, we have to bridge the gap at some point, right? But this idiot, Mayor Lightfoot and her divisive anti-police bullshit has fueled and fanned the flames Uh, of this war on police right this is good versus evil period and she's responsible her along with almost every democrat mayor and governor in this country so again i don't want to be too divisive but facts are the facts and facts don't give a shit about your feelings and the facts are what they are every major Metropolitan Police Department in this country, in urban ghettos is being defunded and demonized by these politicians and these rogue DAs and these these judges, these progressive judges who are allowing these people out back into the community to kill. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that the shooter, all three perps have a criminal history and probably have been locked up for gun possession or worse. There's my rant, sorry.
2: They already confirmed one of the suspects has a weapon, had a recent weapon conviction, and I think was supposed to do a year or did a year, something like that. I didn't get into There you that. go. There you, yeah. go. Drew, there you go.
3: There
1: you go. I don't know. I have a little bit of a different take, and I, I don't. Uh, hopefully this doesn't sound unpopular, be- because believe me, if anybody's on your side, it's me. Um, but you give away power when you succumb to the anger. So if we play her game and we turn our back on her, I, I, don't, I really don't give a shit about Lori Lightfoot to be honest with you. Uh, what I care about is in four years, when she's up for reelection, who's gonna be there? The Chicago PD is gonna be there, not Lori Lightfoot. Hopefully, I mean, if the voters have any sense. So she can say what she wants to say, they can vote in or vote out their little civilian boards, let them have their day. I think it was a mess up on the administration's part To uh, Well, first of all, as a matter of transparency, I'm sure they're just trying to get the word out of what they were doing with this use of force investigation. But what horrible timing. Why would you want to combine that in the in the in the morning statement of one of your 29 year, you know 29 year old officers that was just brutally murdered and you're dealing with a murder investigation? That should be first and foremost. Use of force. OK, I, I think one of the guys was hit right or one of the suspects was hit okay you know so doesn't that couldn't that come in a in a uh, uh, couldn't that come in a statement tomorrow couldn't that come in a statement the day after tomorrow I mean what give us a day to catch our breath and grieve a little bit we're still kind of bedside with our with our partner here but you know I'm talking a day later then maybe talk about this because i guarantee they're getting media inquiries about what the what the role of the citizen board is and what they're doing about the police shooting at them i I, if 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 anything this may be a control to say um like we didn't initiate this you know what i mean like
3: we didn't start a gun battle we fired back so so you you have pios right you have mm -hmm. a public information officer That's it. Inquiries to the PIO, all the other bullshit. You know, Brown was planning his mother's funeral. Um, You know, the administration gave this statement. I I get what you're saying, and I don't totally disagree with it. But my point is, so I care about Lori Lightfoot because Lori Lightfoot is endangering Chicago PD lives, the officers' lives. So the reason... The reason I bring her up is because just like we have De Blasio in New York City, these people talk and push and do the and 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 uh, fan the bullshit flames, and then they step back and they put on their somber faces and they pretend to give a shit about the cops because it behooves them. And the first thing they want to do is they want to they want to supplicate to the big mouths and say, "Oh, wait a second, we have civilians." that are, you know, gonna investigate this and there's gonna be a use of force inquiry. And to your point, do that later. Like, it should be two separate statements. And, and they wanted, they're so worried about being transparent that and kissing these people's asses that, you know, they forget, like, the, the mission of the police is to serve and protect. The cops are there to to and they swore an oath. That's what pisses me off when people say, oh, you know, Cops should just have blinders on and just drive around and not do anything. That's bullshit. You can't because that's not what you signed up for. Cops inherently aren't like that. You know, you're you're out there and, and especially when you're young, you're full of piss and vinegar like like we see in the NYPD and
2: you want to go out there and save the world and lock everybody up. So well, let me counter what you just said uh, as an active officer, what what sucks is the guys that are not even so young, the guys that are just motivated and like doing the police work, like the job, like catching bad guys, like solving crimes, like helping people. The problem is, yes, we didn't sign up to not do anything, but we also signed up with the understanding and hope that our administration would defend us and back us up. Absolutely, and I sure as hell don't think that Ella French's family thought that, you know, the first thing her police department's putting out is, hey, don't worry, we've got some civilian oversight committee to investigate this use of force. Side note to that whole thing, there is no de-escalating when you're getting shot at. Right. I mean, you know, so, uh, what's up, Bookum? Some of these comments going. I'm just, I'm fed up and uh, I'm just fired up. We've been getting a lot of comments, a lot of feedback and everything. I'm just tired of these agencies pandering
3: Listen, my, my oldest is in the police academy now. It's not NYPD, thank God. Um, uh, he's graduating, God willing, in November. Wish um, so from at- a, from, <laughs> uh That's a whole other issue. But he's graduating from the academy, hopefully, God willing, in November. I can't. I, I'm not going to stop. I have, and I said this on my post today there there are people in my family there are cops that i used to serve alongside with who who uh uh are are all they do is demonize what's up bridges all they do what's is demonize up, cops man? all they do is condemn the police all they do is push the, and and fan the flames so i'm not going to stop i'm not going to stop fighting for for the cops because the cops can't fight for themselves the active cops can't say what they want and i thought, like, yeah thought, that's you're you're not
2: people like you to speak up
1: yeah, you're you're touching on a reason I retired. As a matter of fact, I, I had I, I could have stayed another four years and made a ton of dough, but it was time to go. In a in a sense, uh, and then in another sense, it's it's a new there's a new calling. Like I, I'm so tar- I, I'm in the same boat. I'm tired of the same bullshit. You, you live uh, in these agencies where you, you don't have a voice. You can't speak because if you say the wrong word the wrong way, you're done. You're shunned you'll never be promoted again, you'll be uh, kicked out to the midnight shift, or like, that's a punishment. But like, you know, that's one of the reasons I left. Like, I just wanna talk. I just wanna be able to speak to the community and speak to their hearts, because I know there are probably a ton more people that agree with us than agree with Cori Bush or Bill de Blasio or um, uh, Lloyd Lightfoot or or Gavin Newsom or whoever, but, that's that's our responsibility now you know they want us.
3: like they they want us there the community and bridges you could talk to this you're out there now i mean you're out there in the street i see you interacting with these kids and these people in the hood they want the cops there the the the, the people in the hood 99% of them are good people and they're scared and they want their police there they want they want us out there. They want us to be proactive. They want to be able to take their kids to school. They want to be able to take the train to work. They want to be able to take the bus, get in an Uber. They want to live their lives, and they know that we are what allows them to do that, the good ones. Go ahead, Bridges. Take it from there.
0: Absolutely, man. Uh, you guys touched on a lot of great topics, man. I've been listening for a short period of time. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. They need us. Not only do they want us, but they need us. You know they need peacemakers, and without peacemakers, we all know there's energy, there's chaos, and only people that are destructive and have a uh, destructive mentality and don't want people united want chaos. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yes, uh, prime example today there was a there was a little uh, little uh, scuffle at some area where I patrol and. You know what's funny, man? I take pride in being able to show up on scene. They know who I am, and they call me Bookum. It's funny, but they say, oh, that's Bookum, man, and it it alleviates the tension right away, and it shows, like you said, brother, they do want police there, but they want cops that they can relate to, cops that they feel comfortable with, and they want to see a human side to the badge. Uh, So it goes back to what you said earlier, brother, about the academy setting. I think a lot of it starts early at the inception of our career in the academy setting, I think we lose sight. We get this kind of like uh, police culture mentality at the inception, and then when we hit boots to the ground, we realize quite quickly that it's not what we thought it was in the academy, and we become disgruntled, and we lose sight of our human side in the process. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yep, yep. I talked about this with Officer Autumn not too long ago. It's, uh, it's almost like a mental brainwashing, and it's almost maybe intentional or not intentional, but it's manipulation. And that's when the the police job consumes you and you become a robot and your head gets too big for the door and all that stuff. You, you got to stay grounded. You have to stay grounded.
3: Absolutely. There's, you have to, being being a good cop and being a fair cop, but being a badass cop, they're not mutually exclusive. They can all be the same person. As long, as you, people, as, long as you treat people with dignity and respect, Right, and you're able to have empathy. You can be out there, and you could. I could get. I used to get out of the van when I patrol because I'm six five. When they went to the cage cars, I couldn't patrol in the cage car. I had to get into a van. And and when I got when I got out of that van, they used to be like, "Yo, Kojak said like the spot is closed. It's time to go home." And they left nine times And out they respected. And That's they respected. It. It. That's it. You know? Well, that's,
1: but you're touching on something generational, too. There was mutual respect. Like, in a sense, we respected their boundaries in a way. We took them to jail when they needed to go to jail, but they don't have those boundaries anymore. They don't, they, they've been ingrained by everybody that we just talked about to, to hate us for no reason, you know, just based on this narrative that we're going to shoot and kill them or, or, you know, like they need to live in fear of us, which we know is not true.
3: No, it's not. Respect and fear are two different things. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's like going to the, and I tell people this all the time. I'm, I'm I'm retired. When I get pulled over by the cops, I get nervous. And it's not because I think they're going to kill me. It's it's like going getting sent to the principal's office. It's yeah. like, oh, what did I do? You know, like what's going to happen? I don't think a cop's going to walk up on me and shoot me. I mean, you know, and again, this is why, this is why I care about, you know, and I'm not trying to bash what you told, what you said before, but this is why I have to bring up Lori Lightfoot because she perpetuates this lie. She's she's, she's she's feeding into this garbage that cops are out there. Cops do not hunt people of color. Cops hunt criminals. I profiled criminals when I was out there. I did not profile black people or Hispanic people. Because in my mostly black and Hispanic neighborhood, at 3 o'clock in the morning when I saw a white boy driving around in a car, guess what? I was stopping him because he was white and he didn't belong there. That doesn't make me a racist. That doesn't make me a racist. That makes me a good cop because he was either looking for drugs or a piece of ass. Hey, I don't exactly. want
1: to, I'm not going to walk back my comment. I just want to
3: restate no, it so, so, I understand, not, so you understand a little bit more
1: what I'm yeah, saying. I get you. It, I, it, I apologize. I don't mean no, that, no, like, no, you no. Know, please, I, this is this is exactly why we're here. But if we give power to Lori Lightfoot, she has power. If we, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm yeah, totally yeah. with you. Like, absolutely. Listen, we've got to pay it. attention. We have to be. Vocal, may- we have to keep supporting. But if we keep giving her the power to do this to us, or the power to take our you, you know what I mean? It's just, I think it's its futile.
2: Where I'm out with some of these politicians. I'm okay with benefit of the doubt. You got de Blasio, you got Lightfoot, you got Newsom in California. You got a couple of these people that have shown consistently they are bad actors. And when we get fooled once, okay. When we get fooled a second time, shame on us. If we continue to get fooled over and over and over and over again, we can't start asking the public to feel bad for us. It, it's enough. My opinion, if I'm an administrator, she's not getting anywhere near the hospital. She's not getting anywhere near a podium. Same thing with de Blasio. Let me tell you something. And Angel, this will probably hit you a little bit. I was at a Familias funeral. The reaction from NYPD officers when de Blasio showed up spoke volumes. I mean volumes. These clowns shouldn't be present at certain situations, let alone have a microphone. Yep. We, just had,
3: we just had our anniversary. We just had a memorial service for our anniversary on July 5th. Um And de Blasio was nowhere to be found. He wasn't there. You had the chief of patrol was there. The police commissioner was there. He wasn't there. That guy, after she was killed, the next day he went to Germany to some summit to protest Trump, right? <laughs> Left the city after a female single mother of three, Dominican, right? The the, the 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 She came here as a Dominican immigrant. She fought, she became a cop. She was the American dream, so to speak, quote unquote. And she gets assassinated simply because she wore a uniform. They walked up to a temporary headquarters vehicle, shot her in the head, left. Got She got into a gun battle with Joe Ayala. Joe Ayala kills this this piece of shit, right? And this de Blasio jumps on a plane the next day and goes to Germany for some climate summit. I mean, that, that's all, to me, that's the end of the conversation.
2: And, and you can tell where these politicians' minds are at. So you talk about Lori Lightfoot. Do you know she tweeted morning before she put out her little fake nice message about the police officers in Chicago on Instagram, she tweeted out something about COVID masks and a bus.
1: Yeah. I got to ask about this now Um, because I saw that and I was a little infuriated by it, but then I saw on the lower right corner of that tweet, it it had some uh, like web service listed and I looked at it and it was a business service. So hopefully
2: it wasn't her. Hopefully. That's what I'm saying.
1: Is it, is, is there a possibility that that was scheduled I mean, it's it's a listen. It's a PR nightmare, regardless. It's it's a Absolutely. dumb move, and obviously they're asleep at
2: the wheel. And and you know what? She gets enough money to have people delete yeah. that away. If it Agreed. Was. Agreed. All right, a- Angel. Let me read uh, the second half of your post earlier today. That is basically taken off with a lot of law enforcement. I mean, a lot of people really love it. I love it. Uh, it says, and again, I'm summarizing the second half. So many of you, even those related to me by blood, are anti-police. You judge all police by the actions of the vast minority while asking the same not to be done to you and whatever demographic of society you advocate for or identify with. You have dismissed their sacrifices, saying they knew what they signed up for, yet you will defend a criminal who signed up for lawlessness and paid with his life. I cannot and will not attempt to change your minds. Most of you are too old and beyond reproach. You either stand on the side of law and order or you don't. I'm sick of waking up to the news on an almost daily basis that a cop has been killed. I worry for my family and friends who have answered this divine calling to serve and protect perfect strangers without prejudice. I worry because of people like you, hypocrites who spread hatred, placing more cops and civilians in danger. There is no end to this madness in sight. My request to you now, blood or otherwise, is remove yourself from my life. If you blindly hate the police, we have nothing else to talk about. I will never stop advocating for cops and telling inconvenient truths. If those truths make me your enemy, then so be it. I may mourn because of our history, but I will wish you good riddance. Hell of a job.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh
2: awesome. thank you. Well,
3: so- Very well stated, man. Thank you, thank you. that was that was from the heart man. I was I was so angry this morning. Um, I just went to visit my son yesterday. Uh, uh, one of his fellow cops was uh, at a baby shower. He was having a baby shower. His wife is eight months pregnant. Um, I drove all the way out to go see them yesterday and the emotions of waking up to this news. I just had to put this on paper, man. I have people in my family. I don't speak to anymore. I have people that I used to hang with back in the day in the hood that I don't speak to anymore because I'm just done with it, man. I'm just done with it. Like I'm done being called a sellout. Because I'm Puerto Rican and I don't believe in some victim mentality. I'm done being 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 told that I work for, I worked for the man because I don't have my hand out or because I believe in law and order all the time. Not only when it's convenient for me, I, I'm just tired of it, man. So I had to. I appreciate you reading it. I had to get it off my chest, man. I had to.
2: Welcome,
0: you
2: can relate to that quite a bit, huh?
0: Bro, let me tell you, that hit a nerve. And that's something that I definitely could relate to. Uh, definitely get a lot of scrutiny from uh, from family members. I've lost friendships, just like Angel. Uh, it's sad to see because in hindsight, we need proactive policing to keep our families and our communities safe. And I say this as well. I say that community policing is not only shaking hands, giving hugs, kissing babies, because let's be honest, not everybody has that type of personality, right? Everyone's different. We need those proactive cops that are brave enough to get these guns, these these pedophiles, these criminals of all levels off the streets and out of our society. So, brother, I definitely, uh, definitely agree with every single statement you made uh it, it, bro it's it's right on point you know what i'm saying uh and we all deal with it that's why my brother down there said he retired because of some of the stuff that we're going through and it's like you know what it comes from man it comes from the top you need administrators with a spine you need leaders that are going to say whoa 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 like desantis in in uh, florida what he's doing for that uh law enforcement community up there is beautiful i got a couple guys in my department they want to go to florida and work over there you know um it's not perfect. Because we all are. We all put our life on
2: the line. <laughs> it, it, yeah. far from perfect over here, but right now we feel like he's Superman holding the world. Yeah. Protecting it.
1: And, and they're right. trying to tear him down, too, because they know he's a threat in 2024.
2: You talk about leadership. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but I, I heard a couple rumors, and then I saw the actual video, so I could say it's true. They had command staff uh, uh, during the procession going over from the hospital to the ME's office. They actually had command staff trying to hurry up the ambulance hurry up the honor guard, push the uh, bags and pipes to the side. We don't have time for them. This is where some of their leadership is. I'm not afraid to say it because quite frankly, people need to call these people out. It's enough. That's where their mindset's at right now.
3: Well, that's, that's to, to my point earlier, right? Um, here comes Sinatra, say hi to Sinatra. Sorry guys, <laughs> <a> little cameo. <laughs> um, like I said earlier, when you're in that upper leadership and you decide to make this about politics. There comes a point where you got to draw the line and say, "Hey, my people mean more to me than me getting promoted. My people mean more to me than you know uh, rubbing elbows with people. My people mean more to me than my nice corner office and my take-home car. You know, you got to pick a, you got to pick a side, man. You got to pick a side. And at a time like that, at a time like that, it, it, there should be no lines drawn. That's it. You should be clear and concise." That's the difference between being a boss and being a leader, right Leaders lead from the front man, and you and you go to the mayor and you go to the upper echelon and you tell them man fuck you man i'm i 'm not wishing anybody we 're doing what we got to do we 're doing what we got to do
2: yeah there there's very few times I can think of where you have a fallen officer in a vehicle i don't know i 'm irritated over. It. And then I also heard for Chicago, for our brothers and sisters in Chicago, I heard that they've been shot at 38 times this year. Shot at 38 times.
3: Well, they're, they are outnumbered 10 to 1 by, the, by gang members now in Chicago. That's the ratio. Now, wow. So they're, they're outgunned, and now they're outmanned, right? And now what's going to happen? Salty old dogs like me and the lieutenant down there, right? And you guys are on your way to being salty old dogs. You, you leave, you leave. And there goes the experience, there goes the empathy, there goes the knowledge, there goes the love, there goes the respect, there goes the teacher to pass on that legacy to the younger guys. When all that stuff leaves, you're gonna have, you're gonna have shitty recruiting, you're gonna end up getting shitty cops, and, and the people who suffer are the black and brown people where the crime is occurring right? In the inner city. Because guess what? 95% of the shooting victims in New York City are black and brown. And 95% of the perps are black and brown. People on Madison Avenue, right? And in Gracie Mansion, the mayor, they're not getting shot at and killed. They're not losing their kids. It's, it's black and brown kids who are dying. And these politicians under the guise of social justice are killing our, our, our communities. They're killing us.
2: I just and I, I
0: 330. I'm sorry, brother. I'm so sorry. I just had to throw this number out there real quick. I'm so sorry. Uh 336 homicides in six months in Chicago. 21 children killed. The Fourth of July weekend, there was 104 shootings in the West Side of Chicago. How is Chicago? Where are all the soapboxes? boxes? Where are all these rappers that are saying oh, all lies where is everybody at? It doesn't yeah. make sense to me, man. And it's like it bro, it's it's heartbreaking to be honest, man.
2: Let me ask you a question about that that's more than one homicide a day. I don't care if your police department's the size of NYP. How can your homicide investigators actually do that job? There is no way And hey, guess what? Defunding the police, guess what
3: that leads to? No training no specialized units, less homicide detectives, right? It, it all trickles down. It all trickles down.
2: That number is scary. I don't know if people actually know that. That's literally more than one homicide a day in Chicago. Every it's
0: single... crazy. Last year, I think last year they had, I think they're on pace for 730 homicides this year. And last year, I, I think even with the COVID, they were in the, somewhere in the 600 range. So it's unbelievable in Chicago.
3: There's mass shootings happening every weekend in Chicago, Detroit, L.A., Cleveland, San Francisco, and the media doesn't give a shit unless it's a white dude that walks into a supermarket with a long gun and kills people. They don't care. They, they're the first ones to, to push this bullshit that you know uh, uh, white uh, supremacy is the biggest problem in this country, and that's bullshit. It's bullshit. Let me tell you something. I've never, I've never experienced, I've never been called a racial epithet by a white dude or a white cop or anybody. I've never been discriminated against in my town. I live in Orange County, New York. This bullshit, white supremacy is not the problem. It's a problem, but it's not the biggest problem in this country. I guarantee you that. And all the Asian hate, who's, who's beating up all the Asians? Who's robbing up all the Asians? Let's stop the bullshit. Let's stop the bullshit in New York city everybody who's beating on Asians and robbing them and throwing them that one
2: Asian mother died she fell down the stairs fighting for her son's backpack look, right? at, look at look at this comment that just came in four thousand plus officers retired in 2020 governor would not hire more CPD was already short-handed
3: <laughs> there you go
2: there you go that's and it's only gonna get ten to that's why I said they're out number ten to
0: one and and on top of that Lightfoot is over here pushing this uh, super, super liberal uh, narrative over there, right? I'm not going to get into politics, but she said in one of the comments a while ago, she said something to the effects of officers don't need weapons for uh, petty traffic stops or whatnot. Yeah. I don't know, Lieutenant, Lieutenant, Angel, you guys worked in probably more dangerous areas than me, and you as well, my brother. One of the most dangerous functions as a law enforcement officer is a traffic stop. You know what I'm saying? So,
3: L- L- Allo French true. was killed on a traffic stop. I, I, would, mean, argue,
2: yeah. I would argue that yeah. would be the most dangerous function of a police officer. That's where you're getting your guns, your drugs, your people. Exactly.
1: exactly. Complete unknown.
2: When you, no you walk what exactly,
3: hundred percent right. When you walk up, right, LT. When you walk up to a car, the perp know or the driver knows who you are. You don't know who they are. They always exactly. Have the upper hand. They always exactly. have the upper hand. So exactly. They also have a no-pursuit policy too. They have a no-pursuit policy, Chicago. And that came from Lori Lightfoot's office. Again, this is why, right? I mean, it's it's insane. Uh, that was the best, I did, I did midnights for eight and a half, like you said, LT, that's not a punishment. I did midnights <laughs> for eight and a half years. I I chased cars to Worcester County from the Bronx. I did not, they were not out running back. I chased them to Jersey over the GWB. I chased them on the Palisades.
2: Don't tell me I'm not chasing
3: somebody. Don't tell me I'm not chasing somebody.
2: Over that bridge today. That'll cost you more than your dinner will cost. Oh, $20,
0: that's it.
2: Well, listen,
3: back then, no easy pass, right? The toll operator used to be like,
2: let's go. They saw the lights. And then they let you right back through, man. Nobody knew it. Nobody knew it. All right. So let me ask you guys a question and just go round table on this. If you were part of command staff in a place like Chicago, how do you fix it? Where do you even begin? How do you get better?
1: Well, you got to, first of all, you got to work on legitimacy for the department itself. So it's, it, you're not going to do it by pandering, though. You, that, that's, that's how they've got to where they are. I mean, it's been handed down uh, Democrat to Democrat to Democrat to Democrat, and nobody wants to address that elephant in the room. Nobody wants to talk about that because they don't, they, they feel that, you know, Democrat means we're caring and giving people, and if you're conservative, obviously you're just a rich asshole and you don't care about people, which we all know is not the truth, but We got to work on legitimacy in the community, so it's got to be done through community-oriented policing and and, and fair, you know, impartial, however you want to do it, you know, uh, impartial policing. But I'll tell you what, I'm tired of hearing this argument about, y'all just need more training. You guys just need more training. If you want my training records, you're going to need a binder. Like I don't need more training. Trust me, I, I've I've got more time in the bathroom at training than people, you know. Have <laughs> so we don't. It's not that we we should shun training. Training's not always the issue, especially you know when it comes to the bigger bigger departments. I, I understand that they have um, the budgets for it, but I think opening the uh, transparency f- on the front end of an incident, as in Hey, come in here and see how we train people to do things. And come, come in here and and tell us where you think we're going wrong. Um, you know, maybe not necessarily the tactics or anything, but just if if you want to incorporate the community, it's not the time to do it during a police use of force investigation with a with the citizen review board, which I'm sure was voted in by law or whatever in the state the city of Chicago, but. If you're going to establish legitimacy, start with, with the training. Invite people in. Hey, take a look at what we do. If you've got something to say about it, say it. If, not, if you think you can do better, do it. What's that? Not just on major incidents, in general. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why why wait until there's a shooting to say, listen, they're going to criticize us no matter what we do. And there isn't a police agency in the world that is, you know, after a, a police shooting, it's going to step up, to the, step up to the microphone and say, yeah. Uh, Whoa. Whoa! Hold on, we got a call. Let's <laughs> I'm sorry. So right, um, there isn't a police agency in the world that's going to say, uh, you know, like, hey, we just want to let you know we shoot white people too. You know, that, that's the dumbest yeah, thing you can right. do. We're, we're, right. thought, a police agency is not going to talk about the shooting other than the the just the bare facts. So why not educate them on the front end? I'm sure you know there's been efforts to do that, uh, like National Night Out or something like that. But that you know that's so, I don't know. That's kind of got watered down even. But, it, but it, it all has its purpose. I personally think, look, open the doors, come on in. If you can do better, do better. And and by the way, how about a, how about not just educating our own folks on mental health? How about educating the public on our mental health? Like. Just like you were saying, um, all of these pressures, like you've lost family members, and does that not grate on you a little bit when you're putting your uniform on and you're strapping your gun belt on and you're thinking, what the actual fuck am I doing here today? Like going out here, risking my life, trying to get to somebody I don't even know. When they called 911, nobody asked them what the color of their skin was, but I'm still racing driving people off the road just to get there to save them and i have no clue what i'm about to get into just just to if it turns bad get called a racist and have my life ruined so right so not not only are we losing our brothers and sisters to to uh violence but to suicides unfortunately so maybe if the public understood that part of it I don't know. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't suggest that we'd be able to convince like, a lot of people. But.
3: Bridges. Bridges, Bridges is in, I, he's in pursuit. I think <laughs> no, you no, should no, go. Sorry. I think you should go next because I know you. I know you're working. Yeah, I gotta,
0: I you I was on my break. I was on my meal. So. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that Lieutenant. I'm very sorry, I just got called by my sergeant and then uh the club. so i'm very'm I'm very sorry. I don't want you to think I was being rude Lou um but yes, you made some good points get the- get the community involved right? I always said this I always said that one good way that you could uh try to uh get the community involved is that you, you get them involved in the hiring process when you're hiring officers, so I believe in a board of let's say five. Uh, law enforcement officers, different levels of law enforcement, brass, detective, patrolman, and then you get five community members, but five upstanding community members from different uh, parts of the community, which they're uh, enforcing the law, and you get them involved in the hiring process. What that does is that gives the community a stake in the officers that we're hiring for their community. You get what I'm saying? So they're so we kind of get rid of that whole lineage. You know, oh, this is my son. He wants a job. He needs a job. So let's get him in. Cause he, but he doesn't really have that divine calling, like Angel said, to be a police officer. He just wants a paycheck every week and he knows that it has a good pension. But there's guys like you guys and myself that took the job. When I took the job, top pay was only 67,000 16 years ago. You know, it was like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I went for food stamps. They denied me a couple times, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I want to say is, you know, you get the community involved. You get community members involved, and you know, different races, different walks of life. They have to be upstanding, and that's how you, you know, you integrate law enforcement with the community. They have a stake now in the process. They get to, they get to say, no, we don't like this guy. He doesn't fit you know, what we're trying to do in, within our community. And it's not just, oh, this is my son, this is my nephew, passes on and on and on, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah. So that's, that's a, I, I, can't, I can't relate to that because that's a smaller department, small departments do that, you know, Um, large, yeah. and I respect where you're coming from Bridges, I'm just saying, yeah. you know, uh, large municipalities like the NYP, I mean, we had, when I got on the job, they were 30, 38,000 of us, we were like the third third largest army in the free world. Um, I think that I just want to kind of go back to why we're having this call, why we're having this live. She, she went to work, probably grabbed the coffee on the way in, drove in. It was a Saturday night. She probably was hoping that the moon wasn't full, right? Because we all know what happens when the moon is full, right? The crazies come out. She probably went into her locker room, finished her iced coffee, strapped her vest on, strapped her gun on, you know, uh, gave a kiss to a picture on her locker, prayed to the good Lord to make it back home safe, got in her car and did not make it to end the tour. Um, that's, what, that's how I believe leadership is gonna change this. That's how I believe this whole narrative is gonna change humanizing the badge to that extent people need to understand that listen we have families right we have hopes we have dreams we have failed marriages we have debt we have mental issues like the like the lt said i lost my i lost my first partner to suicide in 1996. it was one of the worst days of my life um you know we're human man no cop goes out there hoping to kill somebody no cop goes out there hoping to 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 get into a shooting you know um it's just it's disheartening to me that they push this 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 crazy narrative that cops are an occupying army when you know it's the exact opposite you know it's and then and then when there's videos of us delivering babies or walking around with i mean there was a picture of her holding a puppy you know people say it's it's staged you know or you know why are cops doing that why are they they why are they dancing um you know, breaking barriers. He had a viral video where he was in the gym and he was doing his thing dancing. And and you have old, you know, guys that have been retired for 40 years saying, Oh, this is bullshit. Why are they dancing with the community? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? What the fuck are you going to do? You're, <laughs> exactly. you're retired. You're retired. You can't do shit about it. Stop complaining. Yeah. These guys yeah. are doing the best they can. He's, He's made right, a reference. Yeah. All right. So you nailed it, brother. Nailed it. it,
2: it. One question about.
0: We hey, guys, I, listen, love you guys. God bless you all. I got to get out of here. Uh, God, bless you you man, God bless you all. Stay safe. Stay blessed, man. All right, guys. God bless.
2: All right, man.
3: Be, Be safe.
2: safe. To, to answer my own question about leadership, uh, I, I just think that we need more leaders, quite frankly, period. Uh, I saw Palm Beach County Sheriff uh, Rick Bradshaw recently give us a, a press release. It was phenomenal. We're blessed. We happen to have some good ones down in Florida. They're not all, They're believe you mm. me, not all perfect, but I just think we need, now more than ever, bosses to turn into leaders, people to come to work, like Ella French, to feel like, hey, I can go and make this traffic stop, and my command staff's going to back me up and defend me, and so on and so forth. Chicago, and I don't mean to cut you off, Chicago PD, Captain Bauer,
3: right? He was killed a few years ago. He was being proactive and out there leading in the front, and he paid for it with his life. And every Chicago cop, I I took a selfie uh, months ago. A couple, actually a few weeks ago, and I had a, a Chicago PD Memorial shirt on with his name on it. And I got so much feedback. Thank you. The guy was the best guy in the world. He was a leader. He led from the front. He was the first one through the door and the last one out after the crime scene was over. Guys like that. And look, he paid for it with his life. know,
2: and with Sam Jimenez. Uh, That's the, the last time I was in Chicago, three years ago almost. I think it was in November 2018 responded to a hospital area for a domestic that was outside of his normal patrol beat. Heard that there was a shooting or domestic goes, gets involved, guy shot somebody else, he gets pursued. They have an exchange of gunfire. He paid with his life, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know, I, I'm just. You wanna you wanna look at a couple of these questions that we got here? Yeah, this is a good one I pinned. What can we as citizens do? How do you help?
3: Oh. You're out there. You, I, think, I think you
2: go first because you're still active. It's, it's, it's tough because, you know what, depending on where you work, the good areas, the bad areas. So I, over my career for two separate police departments, I worked in some good areas. I worked in some bad areas. Specifically, the bad areas where you have more interaction with people, they get to know you. They get to see the type of officer you are. So if you're not a robot and you're not an asshole with some big ego and a chip on your shoulder, you get respect. I was also very, very fond on treating people how they treated me. So if you give me respect, I give you respect. If you want to treat me like an asshole, I'm going to be an asshole and give you all the attention I can possibly give you. With that being said, to answer the question, especially in the good areas, I think police officers feel appreciated. I, we get the thank yous. We get the deliveries of food, we get the cards. We're very lucky in the good areas, in the good districts, in the good stations, good precincts, good police departments. We're past that. I don't wanna discount it because it means a lot, especially after some really tough days and tough calls, but we need support with these elected officials that are destroying the profession, destroying the profession. You need to vote, you need to get your friends and your family members to vote. And that's where the difference comes. And that's what, that's what you can do as a citizen. <clears throat>
3: that's, 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 the, that's the answer right there. The, 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 the food, the, the kudos, the thank you, the I see you officer. That's beautiful and we love it and we appreciate it, but you got to vote. You have to vote for people who are law and order candidates, who support the police, right? Uh, one of my favorite sayings is, as a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Right. These people expect for things to change and they keep voting for the same idiots who are are just taking this progressive, these progressive policies and passing them down like it's an inheritance when it's not working. Things are things have regressed back to when I first became a cop in 1992 at the height of the crack wars. I mean. We made New York City the safest city, big city in the world. Remember, that was the mantra when Giuliani was there. And by the way, everybody who loves Giuliani, fuck that guy too. I don't like him either. But, but that's me, a whole other story.
2: Let me just Go give you an example that came to my mind. So no affiliation with me whatsoever. City of Miami Police, Chief Art Acevedo, this guy is oh, yeah. a clown. We don't have enough time to talk about him. But I'm going to give you yeah. an example as a citizen. So, Chief of Miami retires. You have an open position. You have several candidates that express interest that are participating in the hiring process. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, the city manager brings this guy in who's got a horrible track record, appoints him, gives him a several hundred thousand dollar salary, gives him a stipend, gives him a a bonus for moving across the country. Citizens have the ability to call these city managers and these mayors out. I still think there should be something done about this. He's not in there very long. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's acceptable. I'm not a resident of Miami-Dade County or the city of Miami. But if I was, I would be asking questions. So as a citizen, when you see your police officers de-stressed, the first thing this guy did, I'm monitoring, thanks guy, ah. (laughs) FOP. Yeah.
3: FOP's watching.
2: and, And these guys have their hands full, but, You know, as as citizens, you got to stand up for the, the police officers, because one of the first things that guy did when he took office is suspended several officers because he didn't like how an incident looked that was already investigated and done. So it becomes a domino effect and you destroy morale. God bless these two officers from Chicago that were still trying to make a difference, making a traffic stop in a high crime area. God bless them. I have to ask, I know Angel, you're gonna disagree with me on this, but it begs the question, is it worth anymore? I so do not
3: It's not that I disagree with it because I get what you're saying, I get it. Like, yeah. you know, uh, being proactive is tough, but I, I, the flip side of it, and I know you, if you're driving uh, and you're minding your own business and you see old lady, little old lady being followed by a perp, or a guy pull out a gun on a little old lady, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna make a right? Or are you gonna go help the little old lady? That's so true. as much as, right, it's, 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 it's a rhetorical question because as much as, it, as you wanna say, hey, you know, don't do anything, just go home alive after your shift, do your 20, get out and get your pension, that's not the reality of policing. You know, and, and I, was a big, I was a big example of that. When I got on the job, the, the old timers hated riding with me because I was constantly stepping in shit. They used to tell me I would turn the corner and I'd walk into like a shooting or a robbery or something. And I didn't even, I wasn't even looking for it. So, I mean, you, you don't have to be, if you work in a busy area, you know, this, you don't have to look for shit. Shit finds you. Man. It finds you.
2: All right. We've only got, I didn't know it was going to go a whole hour. This is what happens when we have it, but uh, we've got a couple of minutes. So uh, Drew, let me go to you. Just a couple of last words, anything you want to say, anything you want to cover, and then Angel, take it from there.
1: Well, <clears throat> the only way anybody can make you feel inferior is by giving them consent to do it. So <clears throat> I see a lot of the comments saying, hey, it's time for these chiefs to step up. It's time for the – for." and it's all true. Uh, but they also have a job to keep. So – it starts at the grassroots. It starts at the officer level. It's not on you to do that, but it's not on you to be silent anymore. If enough is enough, then let enough be enough. And I, I agree wholeheartedly and it's going to, it's going to wave form exponentially up the chain. You drive the, you're the backbone of the department, right? Without you, there is nothing, there is no department. So who's more important here? And so you, maybe sending that message. I don't know in what method to do it, but if there's something that you disagree with, you need to start speaking up like this is bullshit. We can't do this. So, and, and again, that's easier said than done. And it, and on the chief level, that's easier said than done too. Just, just to be fair. Uh, I was in Louisville during the Brianna Taylor, uh, shooting. I was at school up there and, uh, Steve Conrad was the police chief of Louisville Metro, uh, and he came and spoke to our class on several occasions. I don't wanna say several, two occasions, and he was videoed in one time. And I'm gonna tell you right now, everything that everybody's saying in the comments here is what Steve Conrad was as a chief of police. He knew the people in the class by name, and it's a large department. He knew background about them. He was good about the community. He was fair and honest, and if there was oh, something uh-huh. he if there was something he could or he couldn't do, he would tell you he could he couldn't do, you know. Uh-huh. But he was he was with the community. He was a good advocate for the community, and he was a good advocate for the department. And what happened? <laughs> as soon as the riot started, that mayor said, "You're fired, kid. Get out," because he didn't fall in line with them. He fell in line with the officers. So it's a thin line. Like, you've got to be able to balance the pressures of making them happy and making the officers happy. It's a tough job to do. It's a lot tougher than it seems sometimes.
2: You got three minutes. It's going to boot up.
3: Go ahead. Okay. So the only thing, I'm going to be short. Uh, um, The only thing I I want to, there's a couple things I want to say. Number one, no one hates a bad cop more than a good cop. That's my mantra. I stick with that. I will take that with me wherever I go. No one hates a bad cop more than a good cop, okay? We are not advocating for brutality. We're not advocating to go out there and just violate people's rights. What we're saying is you have to take pride in what you do. You have to take pride in what your partners do. You have to take pride in your department. You have to take pride in that patch that you wear on your shoulder and that shield you wear on your chest, right? Treat people with dignity and respect. And at the end of the day, I'm not telling you to be a a, a zero, right? One of the comments said, if you don't want to do anything, go work at a gas station. I agree. But at the end of the day, make sure that you go home to your families and that everybody goes home alive, even the bad guys. Make sure everybody goes home alive. That's it.
2: All right. So uh, in closing, I thank you, gentlemen, again, as always. Uh, this uh, This was actually therapeutic for me to get some of this off my chest and just vent a little bit and have a good conversation with some great people. And side note to all that, that was unintentional, but it's just a feeling that I'm going to share with you guys. It's worthwhile when you guys, especially those still active, when you get worked up over something like this, find find somebody you can vent with and talk with. Talk to us. Talk to us. Uh, God bless the Chicago Police Department, our brothers and our sisters. We continue, continue, continue to pray for them. And then for those that are tuning in now that missed it earlier, I just want to touch on before we get disconnected, people have asked about fundraising, Brotherhood for the Fallen, and Chicago FOP. We can personally attest to they have both raised money for families of fallen officers in the past from Chicago and supported them. Be careful with the GoFundMes. Be careful with all the other nonsense that you see. We will not be setting up a fundraiser because one or both of those organizations will absolutely have something. I guarantee it. All right, gentlemen. That's all I got. All right, fellas. It's love you night. guys. Stay safe. Good night.
3: Stay healthy everywhere. Take care. Adios.